Everyone dreams, but is there a way to control them? And if so, are we really dreaming? Or are we exploring other realities with our mind? Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking stuff we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, can you train your mind to travel into alternate realities? Could you get hired to spy on people psychically? And are dreams meaningful? Or is your brain just making up nonsense? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. And I'm so excited, Em. Uh, this episode's been a big dream of mine for a long time. <laughs> I'm, you know what? You get a clap for that one. Thank you! <laughs> We're talking about all things dream today. Mm. And dream actually might be the wrong word because we're talking about lucid dreaming, astral projection, and I guess is it possible for you to send your consciousness elsewhere when your body's asleep? Mm. Big questions. Really big questions. Where should we start? I think we should start simple um, and for me, simple is is lucid dreaming. Uh, and it's the simplest one. I couldn't do it. Lucid dreaming, for those who aren't aware, is when you are theoretically able to be conscious of the fact that you're dreaming in a dream. And then once you're, once you're aware of that, you should be able to control your dream. Mm. So everyone dreams and has remembered dreams at some point. So I thought lucid dreaming, theoretically, I believe it. Hmm. And it should be fairly feasible. There's a lot of different techniques you can look up online to like figure out how to hmm. lose a dream, which I have attempted, hmm. not just over the past few weeks prepping for this podcast, but actually like there was a large chunk of my teen years, I got really into the idea of lucid dreaming. Really? Yeah, I, I've always been like a strange dreamer. I like slept, walked and talked until I was about 12 and like I have very vivid dreams every night that I remember, really strange ones. So I thought, mm. I'm a vivid dreamer, should be easy. I probably tried for like a solid year on and off in my teens and like for the last two weeks on and off and nada, couldn't do it. Wow, which is strange because if you already have such vivid dreams, you'd think it wouldn't be hard for you to, to realise you're in a dream. Yeah, and you'd think, hey, like you should be able to – Exactly. They're so far away from reality. Like, I'm on a pirate ship and it's made out of jelly. Like, I should be able to feasibly go, hey, this is clearly... I want some of what you're having. Not really. <laughs> yeah, they're always really fun. Like, they're, they're really good dreams. I love my dreaming life. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of sometimes get really excited. I'm like, ooh, bedtime. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on an adventure tonight. It's really cool. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever... I realise this on the, on the drive over here. <laughs> was Have you ever had those dreams where maybe something bad is happening or it's something that's really, really intricate and complicated and in it you actually think, I hope this is a dream and then in it you're also like arguing with yourself like, no, I think this is reality and this is actually happening to me because oh. I've had that so much where and it's usually in that bad sounds dreams. sounds like you're on your way to lucid dreaming. Oh, sounds like I'm you're on your there. way. Yeah, you're like becoming conscious of the fact that I've never experienced that. I... Hmm. I tend to sort of really enjoy my dreams. And the scary ones, I don't sort of have that moment of, wait a minute, isn't this real? That being said, there have been two times in my life mm -hmm. where I think I have lucid dreamt. Okay. One of these was back when I was a teenager. Both mm -hmm. of them actually in that mm -hmm. period where I was like very intently trying to lucid dream. 
And there are all these techniques that you can do to encourage lucid dreaming, like you can do reality checks throughout the day. And one of them is looking at a piece of writing, reading it, looking away, looking back, rereading it. Because mm. in a dream, that writing will change. Mm. So in this dream, I was having a fight with my best friend. Right. And I was like, this sucks so much. This also feels really weird. I don't think we would have this fight. Wait a minute. Am I dreaming? Yeah. So in the dream, I wrote on my hand like a sentence, read it, looked away, looked back at my hand, and it was different. <gasps> That's and crazy. I was like, oh, shit, this is a dream, and I'm aware of it. Did I use that ability to control it or make, my, make it a really fun, cool dream? No. <laughs> I just went on with the dream. I was like, I'll keep having this fight with my friend, yeah. but I'm not worried about it because I know it's a dream. Wow. But like from that, yeah, from that point on, could you control the dream or you still weren't really in control? You were just aware. I was just aware I couldn't control it. And the one other time I've, I suppose, half lucid dreamt was I was like a push. It was like a solid month every night. I've been mm. doing all the techniques, like lying still, counting backwards, all the mm. sorts of things you're supposed to do. And I woke up, I guess, in the dream state, mm. aware that I was dreaming. And I was like this big white space and I was aware that I could just like create whatever I wanted wow I couldn't think of a single thing <laughs> so in the dream I was standing in this white space being like yeah oh, I'm so bored <laughs> this sucks I'm just standing in this white space I can't think of a single thing to conjure up I'm so bored with this <laughs> but I guess that's the paradox of choice because that's very hard if you're left with something that's just empty and you can make anything in the whole wide world it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory it's like I don't know what to do you suddenly become paralyzed by the fact that you could do anything and and stressful and all I wanted to do then was like this is boring I want to wake up so Mm. then I wake up and I was like fuck I had it and I did nothing with it you're like ah the limits of reality (laughs) I was like am I that boring and basic that I couldn't think of a single fun thing to dream about it was very frustrating but I've never never been a successful lucid dreamer and I've tried looked up all the different ways to do it and there are so many techniques if you're interested just like a google you'll find like five different ways and yeah and lucid dreaming I think is a pretty safe thing if you're into like the whole spiritual paranormal not wanting to mess with stuff you don't know about lucid dreaming is pretty safe well yes and that will contrast with I guess the next things that we're going to talk about because this is when we start to get into that I think everyone acknowledges that lucid dreaming is just dreaming being able Mm -hmm. to control your imagination Mm -hmm. in a really vivid way Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's much contention about that point yeah but there is a I guess wider community that believes that dreams aren't just your imagination that there's something more going on and you've kind of looked into I guess some of these revenues well yes I guess I've I've looked into astral projection which I think for me the only knowledge I initially had of astral projection was from the horror film Insidious which is a great film (laughs) very reliable depiction of astral projection (laughs) Okay, the thing is, is that it's not really that far from the truth, what happens in it. Uh, it If you believe in that stuff, it's not, some of it's a bit ridiculous. But it's like a killer nun, right? No. What? There's no nun. There's no nun. What film are you thinking about? (laughs) I just, he goes to the dreamscape, isn't there like a killer nun? I'm thinking of whatever. Anyway, all those... 
There's like a scary nun in it. No, there's no scary nun in Insidious. I think you're thinking of the Conjuring franchise. Yeah, I think you need to like get your horror movie knowledge. That's embarrassing for me. I love horror films. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. okay. (laughs) I'll just be quiet on my end of the podcast. No, Matt, you probably have seen it. I'll refresh your memory. I definitely have seen it. So basically, in Insidious, what happens is this (gasps) kid called Dalton. Yes, and it's got a creepy song in it. Uh, yes, tiptoe through the tulips. Yes, I need to bless myself after singing that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So basically, what happens is Dalton goes to sleep. Dalton does not wake up, but Dalton is alive, and doctors. But it's he's not in a coma. They just can't explain why he's not waking up. And I feel like I'm going to spoil. The movie Spoilers right now. Insidious, if you want to watch yeah. it, yeah. Skip ahead a minute. Yeah, or maybe this will intrigue you to watch the film. Dalton is an experienced astral traveler, which means that when he goes to sleep, his spirit leaves his body and travels around on the astral plane, which is where a lot of spirits are and other things. But in the movie, he gets lost in what they call the further, which. I don't think is a real thing referred to by a lot that of people. Was it was more within the film. But there is, you know, such a thing as going too far into, like, benign places. Okay. I feel like in order to proceed with the rest of this conversation, mm-hmm. like the baseline question is, do you believe in an astral plane? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how is that? Is that the same as, like, a... A ghost realm? Is that like a multi-dimension? What does that look like? I think, hmm, that's a good point because I only, when I started to learn about this, it kind of shifted what I believed in because I think the astral plane does kind of contain everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like something that's separated from what we know but it's around us. So it's us. like, okay, now, um, I, my knowledge of the astral plane comes from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Okay. But oh, like in, Stranger I Things. I it the, might be the, like the similar concept. So in, Like the upside down type yeah, situation. In, okay. I guess D&D, the astral plane is like a copy of our plane of existence. It's just existing at, in the same place at the same time, mm. kind of like an alternate dimension. Yeah. So it's. The same as our world, but it's got different things living inside of it, different rules, yeah. different sort of yeah. physics and stuff. Well, the podcast that I listened to, which is called Spirit Sherpa, and the person they were interviewing on there, she's like a kind of spirit guide, spirit expert, I guess, if you will. Her name is Kelly Sparta. So Kelly Sparta says that ghosts are on the astral plane. And when you vacate your body, if you're astral projecting, other spirits know that you've vacated your body, which is kind of a theme in Insidious. So I was like, wow, okay. Um, so, so is it like visiting the ghost realm? Like is that where ghosts come from? I guess they can reside there. Yeah, because and that's, that way we can hop into the ghost astral plane and, and visit. I guess you can. It depends. See, that's why she says that you really shouldn't try it because you don't really know where you're going. If you're not an experienced traveller, you don't know where you're navigating to, so it's easy to get lost. And she says, actually, I saw this in a few places. When you astral project, you have a silver cord that connects your spirit body to your physical body. And that cord cannot be broken unless someone 
tried to murder your physical body while you were astral projecting. Uh-huh, which is a risk. But it, yeah. I guess it's always a risk, astral projection or not. Yeah, getting murdered getting is, murdered is a always risk. a risk. And it comes with downsides, whether you're in your body yeah. or out of it. Yeah. That would just be um, unlucky. Wait, no, 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 hold the fucking phone. Okay, what? if I was in my body asleep in bed, just yeah. regular snoozing, yeah. and someone came in and murdered me, right, mm-hmm. I would die. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I was astral projecting yeah. and then someone murdered my physical body, yeah. would I still be dead? Yeah, so your physical body oh. would die and that silver cord would get cut oh, okay. and your spirit body would still be on the astral plane and you'd be out wherever. That's pretty scary. Uh, so you don't want to be stuck in the astral no. plane? That's not what I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think you'd want to get stuck there. No. I mean, maybe you do. I feel like maybe you do because <laughs> then you you'd know. It. It's, I mean, it's, okay, I'm going to say I, do, I don't believe in this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's probably very easy for me to say that mm-hmm. I'd like to go visit and I'd love to astral project. Yeah. Um, but I understand how obviously that could be scary. Getting lost in an alternate reality mm-hmm. could be very frightening. Mm. But if we can visit temporarily, which is what astral projection theoretically is about, mm-hmm. that sounds really cool. It does. There is this like really freaky story um, that she was saying in the podcast of these twins that astral projected at the same time and they didn't know what they were doing. So one of the twins went back into the wrong body. What? So they swapped bodies and the other one couldn't astral project again. So they literally lived, well, allegedly. What? They swapped bodies. Ha- but like, were they spirits. identical twins? Um, yeah, I think so. But one, maybe one of them they got confused. <laughs> I mean, they're lucky they weren't like just buddies. Yeah. Like identical twins, that's kind of a good, yeah. the best case scenario for yeah. body swap situation, isn't it? Yeah. But that's like. One of the risks, I guess, if you're trying to astral project with someone. <gasps> you and me could body, we could body swap. We could astral project and then we could body swap. I'm, I feel like that's really risky. What if we can't do it again? Because you have to astral yeah, project at the true. same time. That's true. And I feel like my experience with lucid dreaming proves that I'm not the best at this kind of stuff. I don't know how you are. Did you try astral projection? So I did. And this was before I listened to the podcast and I'm like, thank goodness it didn't work. Because, <laughs> yep, she pretty much says N-O, it. like... Mm-hmm. Do not if, – if you're going to be safe, make sure you do – you can look it up. Take certain precautions to make your physical body safe from unknown things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, avoid it. Like, you can do other things. Whatever. Like, but like lucid dreaming. Like lucid dreaming. Safe alternative. It's a safe alternative. If you can do it. Everyone. Which I can't do it. Yeah. I'm frustrated. And remote viewing is, not, is another option, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But so when I tried to astral project, um, I tried it a couple times and just kind of forgot when I was dreaming to do it. But one particular dream I had um, in the dream, I was trying to and then I just couldn't do it. And I remember saying to someone, I can't astral project. I'm giving up. I've tried. (laughs) It's not happening. I don't have anything. In your dream. That happened in your dream. It happened in my dream. I decided not to do it. I'm obsessed with this. One, I think it is so you. I yeah. think the idea of you going, I'm going to try to astral, um, astral project. And then in the dream, your subconscious going, no, <laughs> cut us out. We're not going to do this. So good. Like, yeah. and what a time saver. You could have been trying this for, if it was like me, like a year trying to do it. I love that your subconscious or whatever it was just went, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> well, 
Well, the weirdest thing is, is that I just didn't have the best feeling about trying that because it felt risky. And that was before I listened to the podcast. I just, I had a feeling. I was like, I, I feel like I'm messing with something I don't know about. Like, it just seems a bit... You're and you're a, sp- a very cautious person yeah. when it comes to, I would say, anything supernatural or spiritual. I know. You're very um, safe, which is which is a good thing if, if there's a risk of getting trapped. Um, but yes. yeah, do you think I could you do? I just love this efficiency in your dream state so much. Is there a way that you could like lend that out to people? Like, I want to go home and have a dream, and then you to pop up in my dream and be like, "Hey, Erica, hello. Stop trying to like do this thing. It's never gonna work. Cut it out." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think feel like we should like you should be able to rent yourself out to dream. Rent myself. And to just be like, hey, I know you've been trying to do this for six months, but you're never going to be good at like croquet or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I think, well, so if you're thinking about astral projection where your spirit leaves your body mm-hmm. and goes flying around on the astral plane, actually one thing, really cool thing that Kelly says is that if you have ever had a dream where you're falling yeah. or flying, yeah, I have. Your, body, your body has unconsciously astral projected. <gasps> And you didn't know. I, as a teen, used to have this dream quite frequently where I was flying over the city butt naked. And Love it was very it. scary because I was like, I'm having a good time flying. But, like, if one person looks up, like. <laughs> so it was kind of like a fun but anxious dream. Was, so so was that you. astral projection. You're flying around naked. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. And then I remember one time I had to fly into someone's backyard and steal some clothes off a laundry line. Like, um, Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, that was you astral projecting. So, oh, and you know that saying that if you are falling in a dream and you hit the ground, you'll die because yeah. your body will die of shock or whatever. Yeah. Apparently not it's, not, it's not true. Of course, I've had that before. I had a dream where I've fallen. I've had a dream where I've died in my dreams a lot and yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. She says, this is the coolest thing, is that in, in that scenario, if you're falling and you hit the ground and like obviously then you wake up, um, normally you will wake up and your body will f- like physically move mm-hmm. like it's just an automatic response that's because your spirit because you were astral projecting your spirit returned to your body at such a force that it moved oh. your physical body as it returned I like that idea it's a nice idea isn't that cool and she said it's safe and fine it will just scare the shit out of the person who's next to you if there's anyone next to you okay so my question now is that if supposing people are able to astral project into the astral plane yes why would people do it if it poses such a risk it Unless they're people like me who are just, like, down for the adventure. Mm-hmm. Why would people – what's in the astral plane that's so exciting? I mean, who doesn't want to fly around and see an alternate reality or see this reality from a different perspective? How do you then know that you're astral projecting and not just dreaming? That's true. I mean, I guess a feeling of weightlessness. I mean, if you were literally flying around, if you saw your body sleeping, yeah. then I think you would know you were astral projecting if you were floating above yourself. I've I've had but I've had dreams in which I've died before and I'm hovering around in the dream still, looking at my dead body. It okay. sounds scary. It's not it wasn't scary no. in the dream, it was quite chill. But it like to don't I don't want listeners to be concerned. But I don't think that I was astral projecting. Well, I think this is an interesting twist to the podcast because you're like, oh, I'm terrible at lucid dreaming, can't do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're spitting out these stories that you're a bloody, like, <laughs> you're an experienced astral projector. 
Look at you but traveling like, around. One of them I was stabbed in an underwater like fight with this evil French guy. Like I'm these aren't I don't think that's in the astral plane. That just sounds so stupid. It could only be a dream. Could be both. There's an Who says that evil it has French to guy be... with a giant like aquarium in the astral plane? Maybe you mixed both. You've got a cool dream happening. Your unconscious is making sense of the fact that you are astral projecting. Maybe, I don't know, I'm just Mm. Spitting, spitting out assumptions here about your dreams. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting if I am astral projecting. Like, yeah. I, I just wish I'd been aware of it so that I could have. This is what I want. Like, it's really mm. fun having crazy dreams and adventurous dreams. Mm-hmm. But to reach that next level, whether it's lucid dreaming or astral projection, of being able to control it and have like a say in what's happening Mm -hmm. that's the (laughs) dream excuse the pun (laughs) but that's the dream dream. that's what I want to happen like how much fun if I could go into my sleep every night and just Mm -hmm. like do whatever I want and have a really cool time yeah I mean if you knew like where you were going and stuff she does say if you do end up astral projecting and you don't quite know where you are and you're like oh my god how do I get back you so this silver cord you just tug on it and apparently it returns it to your body. Oh, like a, like a tether it's, pulling you back. Yeah, it's like an actual oh, good. thing. You should okay. be able to see it apparently or feel it. Oh, beautiful. If, you, if you believe in, in that, in the body, in the spirit. Providing no one comes and stabs you in your sleep. Yeah, provided or someone comes along and who's also astral projecting takes mm. over your body. <gasps> Wait, okay, so if we're if- – Theoretically, you and I both astral project, mm-hmm. and I, if it's just whoever gets back to the body first. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. If oh you, God. if you, you could probably do that because oh. the spirit is out of the body. I'm not sure what the role of the silver cord has. I don't think it really like overpowers someone from coming and just taking over your body. Mm-hmm. But because um, this was a whole thing in Insidious, I'm sorry, I love that film because <laughs> it's like there were. There it's a fun horror movie. I don't know if we. Sh- I don't know if it should be the basis of our this sort of study of astral projection, though. I feel like no, but I think you know it could be people might have had these experiences. I don't know where their house was suddenly haunted because spirits could sense they were astral projecting, so they're hanging around now because it's a live body, you know. So, well, I think we should probably start by saying, uh, so that kind of weird robotic sound was our recording system literally crapping itself. Yeah, Um, not literally. Let's let's not get grim. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, for a while we thought, it legitimately like the signal got haunted by something in the house. It was a working theory. <laughs> it was. That it, that it got it haunted. Was. Um, but yeah. um, we we did some troubleshooting and, yes, it, it – uh, We're back and we're fine. We're back. Essentially we, we recorded that full episode and what you just heard was the first 20 minutes um, and, unfortunately, the following 20 minutes is corrupted but maybe a little blessing in disguise because we were able to kind of reflect on, on the episode and – go off and actually learn a bit more about it just through discussion. So we thought we'd come back and finish it off. We did. More informed. We did. I went away. I learned a little bit more about the astral plane. I actually learned that my mum is a seasoned, I feel like she's making an appearance again in this podcast, is apparently a fucking seasoned astral projector. I was like, oh, we did an episode about astral projection. And she's like, oh, I used to do that all the time when I was a teenager. And I'm like, mum, my mum, whom? How did I not know this? Just like it's nothing, just yeah, another day. just another day. She was like, oh, yeah, I used to do it all the time as a teenager and like float around the city. And I'm like, 
what the fuck? Apparently it's yeah. not genetic because I can't do it still. <laughs> but but apparently you do. Oh, oh, do I? Yeah, yeah I, do. I do have dreams which I'm floating above the city. Um, it is interesting though. I feel like a lot of people do it without thinking about it. Is, it, but is that scarier or less scary? Because of all the things you told me about astral projection, it sounds like it comes with a lot of risk. I think, yeah, it can. Maybe if you're doing it more on purpose, it can come with a lot of risk if you're trying to go into these freaky Actually, places. Actually, here's a thought. Because at the earlier in the episode, you mentioned that when you're astral projecting, the other spirits in the astral realm are aware that you're astral projecting. Yes. So they're drawn to your body. Yes. Would people who are astral projecting theoretically and don't know it, mm-hmm. would that negate that? Maybe if the, if the person astral projecting doesn't know they're astral projecting, other things in the plane also aren't going to be aware and therefore the body's actually safer. Oh, gosh, that's a good point. Maybe you have to be really unlucky for something to take over your body while you're astral projecting. I feel like it, probably. I feel like otherwise we'd have way more insidious cases on our hands. Although maybe this is like... Very upsetting to think oh, no. about, but what if you were astral projecting and let's say some horrific demon took over your body okay. um, as if it's going to make itself known that like it's a it's demon hiding? in a human body. Hide- wait, it- wait, no, you're saying we could be walking around the street and anyone that we interact with could be a demon that has taken over the body of someone <laughs> who was astral projecting. I'm like a full believer, but even that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's one of those cases of like, does that mean that this demon's just going to go to your, your nine to five and come home and feed your kids? Like all in the name of blending in. <laughs> it sounds like the demon no, just wants well, to live a life. Maybe they become like full killers. I don't know. Like That's what all serial killers are. I feel like we're getting Ted off topic Bundy here. was a but- demon from the astral realm. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. I think we've hung you spit we, on serial killers. We've cracked the case. Yeah. Anyone who's ever done a murder was a demon from the astral realm. So I reached out to Kelly and (laughs) I did not ask her this. Yes, Kelly Sparta, lovely person. I uh, did not ask her about whether Ted, was it Ted? Ted? If all Ted Bundy, yeah. (laughs) Did not ask her that. Um, I did ask her more about what is on the astral plane because I knew that we weren't, I wasn't entirely sure. It was a big question. And my big, big query was, does that differ from wherever your spirit goes when you die? Yeah. So she said, as for the astral plane, it is wide and varied. There are many places and many dimensions. One looks very similar to this world, but is the energetic representation of it. Another holds specific places that have existed over time. That's like the D&D version of astral Ah, plane. Others are alien worlds. If it has been imagined in any level of detail, it likely exists on the astral. How cool is that? So you don't necessarily have to astral project into the astral plane. You could astral project into an alien world. Yeah. I mean. Fuck. (laughs) That's. Okay. You. No. I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds scary. I don't want to turn into Ted Bundy. But like now I'm like, oh, actually, I can go and visit some aliens on like Galoop. Then, like, I want to go to Galoot Bob. <laughs> we'll get you to Galoot Bob. Okay, just ask your mum for some advice As on astral projection. projection advice. Apparently, everyone around me is an expert. Yeah. But it does bring some interesting questions about whether there are places that are more dangerous than others on the astral plane. Maybe, like, you know, maybe there's one place where the demons all hang out, and that's obviously going to be worse than 
Yeah. Where the friendly ghosts hang yeah. out. That's like where you where you don't really want to go. So good on you, Kelly, for getting back to us. I know. We have sent so many emails in the name of this podcast and this is the first one we got it's back. It's the first. No one ever gets back to us. So I am very happy. Thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you, Kelly. You get a shout out. Yeah, I love that so much. I know. We've, we've tried our best. We don't know everything, but we try and get the facts. <laughs> if we can. Do we? <laughs> I feel like we, I like we certainly. The could. side eye I was just served. <laughs> <laughs> we get something we get stuff yeah um yeah <laughs> but yeah i think i think we also did mention very briefly mm-hmm. reality viewing is that it i always get the name wrong. remote viewing Fuck. we did we did mention remote remote viewing in the original uh version of the podcast we did go into that but yeah. on reflection this is actually a really big interesting topic so we're just gonna leave it as a little teaser yeah and come back to that in its own episode yeah in the future because it's a little bit it's different from astral projection it is and there is a lot more i won't go into it actually yeah. you'll just you have, have to, to wait, wait and see wait and find here out. sorry yeah wait and listen <laughs> but it's cool it's really cool and we're gonna get there eventually we will but i think a cool way to move this into yeah. something that you looked into was yes, when we're talking please. about the astral plane when you know others are alien worlds that reminded me of what you were talking about with some, some mm, worlds that people yes. astral project into is sometimes it's hogwarts <laughs> but what is this called okay there is this Oh, there is this trend that I'm, I'm, you might have heard about on TikTok uh, with, with the kids um, called shifting, reality shifting. Now, it's not a new thing. It's been around for like since the 70s, I guess, in one capacity or another. But currently it's booming on TikTok because these youths, yep. these children, um, believe that they are sending their subconscious, very much like astral projection, into alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most popular alternate dimension currently is the Harry Potter universe. Um, it, so shifting is, and I think, I think we, yeah, listen, I, I, we try to keep an open mind. I, I think I'm, I'm skeptical, but I like to think of myself as a forgiving mm-hmm. skeptic. Um, this is dumb. <laughs> I'm just going to say it now. I'm sorry if you believe your reality shifting into Hogwarts, like good for you. That sounds like you have really, really strong lucid dreaming abilities. Go for it. This is so funny, but <laughs> not real. So, It's based on the idea that there's multiple dimensions and there's a version of reality in which every conceivable thing has happened. Yeah. So there is a version of reality which is identical to J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter universe, right? Yeah. Except mm. these teens are doing – the first step is just script the reality that you want to get into. So you say, I want to go into a reality where I'm in Harry Potter, except I'm six foot one and I'm blonde and I'm a Ravenclaw and I have like the best magic in the world and I'm dating Draco Malfoy. (laughs) And then they go to these, they do these meditation things, which if you look into it, it's all the same methods people have been using for lucid dreaming. Yeah, 100%. Like it's lying slowly, calmly, it's meditative it's counting backwards it's reality checks it's this stuff that people have been saying Mm -hmm. applies to lucid dreaming forever yeah but in theory you do these things you will transport your consciousness into these realities and you can live out as long as you want Mm. this universe you have created which is a real universe they're saying 
in which you are six foot one and have really cool magic. And a lot of the time, a dating Draco Malfoy. <laughs> well, a couple of things. Just live a couple? <laughs> many things. You can live this out as long as you want. What? Until you wake up because your sleep cycle's over. <laughs> but people, no, like, people say, no, people are like, because it's... A re- Listen, I don't know what their excuse for it. The, the mm-hmm. answer is you're dreaming. So, like, you might be only dreaming for six hours, but in reality... They're all reality. They're in Hogwarts for six months or two years. But they wake up and it's like the next morning of that day. Yeah. Okay. So it just... mm. It's... Okay. (laughs) If Listen, if you're listening and you are interested in like a way to waste 20 minutes and be entertained, just look up some like video compilations of these shifting TikToks. Yeah. They're very, very, very funny. Um, It is... (sighs) Listen... If, if people who say they're doing this genuinely believe that they're doing this, then I think they have mastered lucid dreaming. Yeah. And that is so cool and they shouldn't be ashamed of it. Yeah. That's a talent and I'm really impressed and they should be using that to, if the Hogwarts is what they want to dream about, they can dream about Hogwarts. Yes. But then, <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not sending their consciousness into another reality and if they are, I don't think it's going to be Hogwarts. Mm. Way more likely to be the astral plane where a demon's going to get into your body and do a bunch of murders or <laughs> Galoop Gorp and they're going to meet a bunch of aliens. Isn't, they're not going to be, they're not going to go and date Draco Malfoy. No, he's got, I feel like he's got better things to do. Draco also, like you're going to Hogwarts and like Draco is like the pick. And like, is it the people from the film or like, do they just come up with these random imagine, people? I would imagine that they're imagining the actors. See, which kind of gets weird. That gets really that weird. That makes less sense and I would feel very like, uncomfortable if I was a part of that film and I found out that teens on TikTok were imagining dating me in their lucid dreams. Well, I mean, teens are always going to imagine they're, they're dating celebrities. You're not going to avoid that as a celebrity. Fair, yeah. <laughs> but did, I just I just think if you have this ability to lucid dream or if you think that you're reality shifting, Wasting it on going to Hogwarts. And look, I was a Harry Potter kid as much as anyone was mm-hmm. a Harry Potter kid. Yeah, me too. But Hogwarts, you could go anywhere. You could yeah. do anything and be anyone. And you're going to go to Hogwarts. You're going to go to school. <laughs> it's magic school but in their defense. School. They have a homework and classes and like schedules. They have to sleep in a dorm with other people. Like, I'm, I, maybe I'm just not like 15 anymore. <laughs> But this sounds miserable. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if school's already all they know, then maybe they're like, oh, but let's go to fun school and do magic and date Draco. That's true. I just feel like maybe just this is dumb. It's so dumb. It's it's so dumb. Well, where would you go, Erica? If I had to go into any, okay, limited fictional realities. Mm. I mean, obviously you're going to go magic or something. Mm. Uh, all right, you know what? I would go into... Like, I would say a Harry Potter world in which everyone's got magic, mm-hmm. but maybe also a bit of Star Wars stuff because, like, sci fi is cool. I would just blend it all together, right? But yeah. also, there'd be no, like, evil Voldemort dude or Darth Vader. <laughs> Actually, there would be because then you'd have a. See, maybe I, well, I'm just as bad as these teens. Yeah, you're, you're chaos. <laughs> like, I think. You, you just pick and cherry pick the best parts of every fictional thing and make this perfect world. Hmm. But that's I've, I've tried. I've tried to lose a dream, make up a dream I want, and I can't do it. No. But, I mean, you involuntarily have very cool other dreams. Yeah, so. I do. I've had some pretty cool, one, yeah. cool ones. Yeah. Um, 
I've had some really fun ones and yeah. no Harry Potter ones ever, thankfully. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to not be able to control your dreams because like you said in that dream you had where you were in this white room it, you couldn't think of anything to do and you woke up and you were like, oh, what the heck? Like That's true. And I think also that's, that's something special about dreaming is the mm. fact that you're going to be doing these things you never would have thought of. Yeah. If you can lose a dream to the point that every night you're controlling your dreams, you're probably never going to have a dream as exciting as something that your brain would come up with. I know. With. That just sounds tiring because you'd wake up and you'd be like, yeah, you're like, oh, I've been working for eight hours. Guess I better get up and do life now. Yeah, it's it's, like maybe it's a blessing that we can't lose a dream. Astral projection, on the other hand. Yeah, that's like an out of, that's different because that's like an out of body experience. So I'd like to be able to astral project. Yeah, I'm okay, but. (laughs) (laughs) But, but what if, what if you could, you didn't go to this angry demon realm, you went to like Clip Globe. Clip, clip, clip. With the nice aliens. With the nice aliens. Uh, look, if it's safe, then I think I think that's okay. But but still, what's happening with my physical body? I don't know. Okay, what about I'm this? over what on Glip Glop. What if you astral projected to Glim Glomb or whatever we're going, <laughs> and I stood watch over your body? Um, but you're not also astral projecting, so you actually can't look, okay, see, make this? sure. What about this? You astral <laughs> I've got this. You astral to Glim Glob. We get someone else in sleeping next to you and they're astral projecting into the, <laughs> like the regular astral realm so they can keep an eye on any demons trying to get into your body. And then I'm in the real world watching both of you so that no murderers walk in and try to stab your real bodies. So I we've got like a triple, we've got like a triple <laughs> defense system. This, but what about the person who's looking after me, astral projecting? What about their body? Well, they're standing right next to the body. So if some a demon comes, they can fight oh, it off. Oh, yeah, 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 right yeah. There. I got you, they're I got right you. There. They're not going to get lost because they're, they're just hovering above watching you. And they'll literally like get into a huge fight with the demon who's trying to like take over our bodies. Yeah. Wow. This is like a, a huge trust exercise. I feel like we cracked it. <laughs> we've solved it right like a foolproof safe way to astral project it does require two people able to astral project and someone willing to pull an all-nighter i'll pull the all-nighter I, I understand this is not my fight i'm not the hero in this one okay so we just need to put like a call out on like craigslist for an ask i wouldn't trust someone off craigslist i want to tr- i want to trust I- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wanted <laughs> person who can astral project. I want someone I I want someone I trust yeah. with my life yeah. to defend my astral body your astral <laughs> body. It's not my astral body, it's your astral body. Yeah. I don't want some rando. I want someone you know um we can we can trust and who would be willing mm. to fight a demon. That's true. If you're listening and you think you're that person, send us an email with your CV and references <laughs> and we will look over your resume and give you a call yeah. if we think you're going to move on to the interview stage. Yeah, we want your astral CV. Your astral CG. So CV. alien references. Yeah, no, we don't want the aliens. You're going to be in the astral <laughs> realm guarding M's body, okay? And I'll be guarding your body. So you'll be safe. You're like the middle line of defense. Um, we pay... Um, do we? <laughs> do we have to say that publicly on our Shh, podcast? I wasn't going to say it. It's just marketing. Just ignore that. <laughs> uh, this has been the kind of a haphazard, I guess, mm-hmm. astral projection and lucid dreaming episode. And shifting. And shifting. <laughs> and our, our original recording getting fried. 
Yeah, I mean, but we really did do a deep dive into the minefield you of can, dreaming. Look, if you didn't like the second half of this recording, you can just pretend that you listened to the original one. Trust us, it was good. We were real professional. We covered everything. I didn't get so angry about shifting. and It was way better. So if you didn't like this half, just think about the first half. I feel like your strong feelings about shifting, like you came back and it was like times a thousand. I feel like in the first recording I was a lot softer. I mean, in this one I'm like, I've had time to stew on it and I just think it's so stupid. (laughs) You have stewed. (laughs) I'm also jealous. You have marinated over this. jealousy coming through. (laughs) I want to do it. I want to shift. I want a reality view. I want everything. I just, Mm. I mean, I do reality view every day, but (laughs) (laughs) this is stupid. (laughs) So, verdicts. Um, yeah, uh, Ted Bundy. <laughs> verdicts is okay. Verdicts for me, astral projection. I don't, I, I feel, I, I mean, I, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I do believe in lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and I do believe people can lucid dream. Yeah. And I believe you can train yourself to do it. Yeah. Not me, but other people. Mm-hmm. What about you? Verdict? Um... I think only astral project if you know how to do it and you know how to be safe and always research. Don't always trust random people on the internet. <laughs> just as a, just you know, safety warning, just yeah, in, general, in general, never do life. that. Don't trust randos on the internet and to guard your corporeal form. <laughs> your corporeal form. But always keep an open mind. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and also if you can't lucid dream, don't get down and out about it. It's okay. Hopefully you still have cool dreams even if, even if you don't remember them. But, you know, there are nights if – at least you're not having nightmares. Like, Yeah, that's true. I There's can't help you if you're having lining. nightmares. There's always a silver lining. <laughs> there is. And if you're having nightmares, thank God you're not stuck in the astral plane. Yeah? Oh, that's true. Or maybe you are, sorry. And if you are stuck in the astral plane. Um, yeah. But, Shit, we don't really have anything for you. Uh, no, but you know who can help? Maybe you should contact um, How are they Kelly Sparta. Someone in the astral plane. They, no, she's they don't here. Have to email. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, they're probably not listening to this, so <laughs> I'd be impressed if they were. Not our target but audience. But if you have any questions, go check out Kelly Sparta's website. Yes. And she's got contact, she's got her podcast we'll put episodes link, we'll there put a link on our website yeah actually. yeah um all the information oh we, we don't have the sign out sheet we, we usually read off our final remarks oh we can just copy and paste yeah one. we can copy and paste it in um <laughs> but live production this has this one's way more haphazard i know i love it that about wraps things up i think <laughs> This is our soberest episode as well. I know. I've had no wine today. absolutely none. Uh, This has been the Hoke Poke Pod. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. We'll see you next time. And hopefully it won't be corrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Hi, you've reached the end of the episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard... You can check out the website. We also uh, have an Instagram page. <laughs> That's new, yes, and a Facebook page. And Facebook page and obviously our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
yes, please do, if you like it, leave it a review and give it some stars. Comment, share with your friends, please. Please share Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. That would be so awesome. And? We've told you about the website already, but we also (laughs) have an email address. Um, Oh, yes, we do. Hokepokepod at gmail.com. Yeah, and the website is thehokepokepod.com.au. Yeah. Um, and also thanks to Chiamo who made our graphics. And Rob who edits our podcast. Yeah. We give you our undying appreciation He's always. The best. He works so hard. Yeah. And uh, on our web- website, going back to the website again, <laughs> we will post links and our episodes will also be there too. Yeah. And you can, um, we've got a little photo of us there too. It's cute. Yeah. You should just check that out. Just look at us. Just come to the website and take a look at us. <laughs> That's creepy. So sorry. Um, Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, God. That one was-